Guys, welcome back to another ESL podcast or IELTS video on YouTube or IELTS video on Facebook. Guys, what I'm going to be going over today are some topics that you might find on some of the IELTS tests that are basically going around this year. So first and foremost, I actually do some IELTS coaching with one of my students who I taught about five years ago. She has risen from the dead and she ended up telling me that she got a writing task too that was about voluntary work. And then some of the speaking or the speaking assessment, of course, the part three questions was about things that she just has never talked about in general. Guys, this is the big issue, okay? It could be an issue for you if you are not aware of these types of topics. Now, depending on what country you're in, you may be very aware, but being out here in Thailand and seeing some of these students, they are very ill-prepared in terms of this segment in general when it comes to environmental, you know, environment, rural, construction, wildlife, different things and, and world events that are happening around us, okay? So, again, because the IELTS centers are shut down right now, in the midst of this pandemic, well, it's pretty much finishing up right now, hopefully it comes back, oops. But May, in the beginning of May, let's see how, or the beginning of May of 2020, depending on when you see this video or listen to this podcast, um, this could be a very, very big question going forward with some of these examiners. Some people would say, no, they won't ask this type of question because it's a very sensitive subject. Uh, that's negative uh, because politics and religion are both very sensitive subjects. However, when it comes to this pandemic, you need to be prepared, okay? Just in case, be prepared about different topics that are around it in terms of the environment, all right? So what I have here, again, one of my favorite books, if you guys want this book, you can find it easily, easily, or I could just send it to you, so make sure you email it, uh, email me. But here are some things. Here is a list of different types of overseas voluntary work. So when we think about voluntary work, understand that do you volunteer? Voluntary work meaning you are doing work for free, okay? So if we look at the different types of voluntary work, let's state some of these. So working in an orphanage with children, a wildlife conservation project. Now, again, wildlife conservation project, they have a number of these uh, out there in uh, Africa and whatnot because of the amount of poaching that's happening. Again, a very good word to remember just in case you do speak about something in regards to the environment, wildlife, and endangered species. Poaching is a topic, okay? It's a hot topic, and it's happening across every, just about every country in Africa, except for the Northern African countries. So, and C, construction project for a rural community. What does that mean? Well, out here in Thailand, there is, we have, there are very minor slums. There are very minimal, very minimal slums, okay? And these slums uh, are near the river. And they're near the river because, of course, that land is not claimed by anyone. So they could go there and they could build up a shack and they could live there. Now, constructing or some kind of construction project in a rural community, this can mean, of course, getting rid of all those river communities and building and putting them into apartment blocks along the river. So this could be a construction project or it could be things such as 
go into very impoverished areas, such as what happens in the north of Thailand, lots of villages atop mountains that do not even have electricity. Again, think about that. Now, of course, the main question is, what do you think, what work you would be involved in? Which work would you like to be involved in and why? So I'm literally just free speaking right now, giving you ideas, okay? Rural school, as I've already said, this, um, you know, watching some of these things, um, the most dangerous, the most dangerous journeys to school. That is something very interesting to watch on YouTube. Uh, obviously, you could practice your listening and you could see that some of these countries, especially in Peru and Bolivia, it is very difficult for some of these students to get to school. They have to battle off cobras. There could be three hour treks going through forests that have poisonous dark frogs. It is insanity. But again, is this some kind of voluntary work you would be interested in and why? So think about three reasons behind that too. All right, so going to rural health education program, uh, you know, to make, you know, um, to make some of the people of the community more aware of the different diseases that are out there and how to protect yourself from different things like out here in Thailand and Northwest, before I had moved here about seven years ago, the CDC recommended getting a typhoid shot. Typhoid is a little bit similar to malaria, which is basically unclean food and stuff like that. But this happens normally on the Myanmar and Thai border. That province is called Mesa. Now, that happens along that line, and of course, in the very junglish areas, because again, dengue is another pandemic that has been around for such a long time that quite a few, I would have to say a thousand people in Thailand possibly, or at least the high hundreds die per year. So again, I'm giving you guys ideas. Environmental conservation project. Now, here in Thailand, open air burning. This happens in northern Indonesia. This happens across the plains of um, India because the farmers aren't given the opportunity to uh, get all that underbrush and take it off. They'd rather burn it so they could save costs, although that is very detrimental to the environment. Uh, so many other things. Of course, the marine life. You see what the bleaching is happening in the Great, uh, Great Barrier Reef. Uh, the big giant island of plastic that's floating around in the Pacific, that's another massive issue, all right? And marine conservation project, which I was just speaking about. So, in saying that, think about some of these ideas. I have four questions for you. And again, if you would like to submit some of these things and so that I can give you feedback on them, by all means, go to my Facebook page, Arsenio's Test, uh, what is it? English and test preparation, it's in the description, okay? Or whatever page I shared this on on Facebook. Just go to that, message me and say, hey, I would love to do a little speaking segment, one minute or two minutes, whatever it may be, you can email me and I can even make a real good short podcast out of it, giving you extreme feedback. So question A, it says, how easy or difficult do you think each, or do you think each of the jobs would be? Now, if you wanna do this, pick one, pick two, up to you. How difficult would they be? You could go with the least difficult and the most difficult. Now, again, wildlife conservation project, that could be very difficult depending on what area you are in in whichever country you are in in Africa. Uh, if we look at marine conservation project, you're going to have to look at bodies, um, not the body of water, bodies. I'm talking about government bodies from China to America, everyone that is right there in the Pacific zone, 
that you have to have, there needs to be a collective effort installed in order to achieve greatness. And, you know, during this pandemic, you have flamingos that are flying around in flocks. Uh, you have lions that are right there on the streets in some parts of the Serengeti just relaxing because they don't have trucks that are just streamlining in, taking videos and cameras, although I do not believe that that hurts the environment, not so much. But a number of different things, just, you, you know, just it's kind of like free speaking, free writing. And again, utilize this tool I'm giving you. Question B, which of the voluntary projects would you choose to work on? Would you choose to work on? So honestly, something that I've been talking about is me helping depressed and suicidal uh, youngsters, teenagers. Uh, I just helped one, which in fact was one of my students. And that is more rewarding than getting any big check in the world, right? If I had a million dollars, 10 million, helping individuals not commit suicide and redo their entire mainframe in terms of their subconscious and everything, that's more important to me. So that's probably what I would work on, children in an orphanage. However, of course, um, construction projects uh, in rural communities and rural schools, that's another thing I do with the Arsenio Buck Foundation, right? Uh, education programs, that's something that I would install during that. Uh, and environmental and marine conservation projects, that's everything to me. So, but the number one is children, being able to educate them so then they can educate others in all of these categories. It's a ripple effect, right? <sighs> Question C, second to last, in which countries would you most likely be, like, would you most likely do one of these projects? Man, it's a good question. Because I'm in Thailand, of course, everything's in my neck of the woods, but when it comes to the construction projects in rural communities, rural schools, I would love to go to Peru and Bolivia, okay? When it comes to working with children in an orphanage, this could be done all around the world. When it comes to rural health education program, obviously this could be with other, you know, with the same amount of, or the rural schools and the rural communities also. Environmental conservation project, um, that could be just about everywhere. Um, but you have to do it, I have to do it in a place that is potentially forward thinking. And it needs to be a seed that needs to be planted. I can't just teach a conscious mind. It has to go deep. It has to be a habit. People come, uh, you know, continuously doing it over and over. Uh, same with the Marine Conservation Project. I would have to convince people in America to stop littering the seas, along with people in China. This could be one of the most difficult things on the planet to do because I mean, I'm talking about changing for the benefit of humanity, but people just do it for the benefit of themselves. All right. So guys, in saying that, these are the different things that you need to just free write, free speak, whatever it may be, and just be prepared for when it comes to the IELTS uh, speaking part, because it looks like this is becoming a, a growing uh, pandemic. No, I'm kidding. It's becoming a growing uh, topic in the world. All right, so it's always good to be prepared than to be ill-prepared. Be prepared and ready for the opportunity rather than be ill-prepared. And then when the opportunity comes in terms of your test, you are not prepared. So with that being said, guys, thanks so much for tuning in to another ESL podcast. If you guys have any questions or any inquiries about my coaching services, you make sure you get in touch with me. I am your host, as always, over and out.